A Call to the Workers of the World by Rosa Luxemburg, Karl Liebknecht, Franz Mering and Clara Zetkin 25th of November 1918 Proletarians, men and women of labour, comrades The revolution in Germany has come the masses of the soldiers who for years were driven to slaughter for the sake of capitalistic profits, the masses of workers who for four years were exploited, crushed and starved, have revolted. Prussian militarism, that fearful tool of oppression, that scourge of humanity, lies broken on the ground. Its most noticeable representatives, and therewith the most noticeable of those guilty of this war, the Kaiser and the Crown Prince have fled from the country. Workers and soldiers' councils have been formed everywhere. Workers of all countries, we do not say that in Germany all power actually lies in the hands of the working people, that the complete triumph of the proletarian revolution has already been attained. There still sit in the government all those socialists who in August 1914 abandoned our most precious possession, the Socialist International, who for four years betrayed the German working class and the international. But, workers of all countries, now the German proletarian himself speaks to you. We believe we have the right to appear before your forum in his name. From the first day of this war, we endeavoured to do our international duty by fighting that criminal government with all our power and branding it as the one really guilty of the war. Now, at this moment, we are justified before history, before the international and before the German proletariat. The masses agree with us enthusiastically. Constantly widening circles of the proletariat share the conviction that the hour has struck for a settlement with capitalistic class rule. But this great task cannot be accomplished by the German proletariat alone. It can only fight and triumph by appealing to the solidarity of the proletarians of the whole world. Comrades of the belligerent countries, we are aware of your situation. We know full well that your governments, now that they have won the victory, are dazzling the eyes of so many strata of the people with the external brilliancy of their triumph. We know that they thus succeed through the success of the murdering and making its causes and aims forgotten. But we also know that in your countries, the proletariat made the most fearful sacrifices of flesh and blood. That it is weary of the dreadful butchery. That the proletarian is now returning to his home and is finding want and misery there while fortunes amounting to billions are heaped up in the hands of a few capitalists. He has recognised and will continue to recognise that your governments too have carried on the war for the sake of the big money bags. And he will further perceive that your governments, when they spoke of justice and civilization, and of the protection of small nations, meant capitalist profits, as surely as did ours, when it talked about the defence of home, and that the peace of justice and of the League of Nations are but a part of the same base brigand that produced the peace of Brest-Litovsk. 
Here, as well as there, the same shameless lust for booty, the same desire for oppression, the same determination to exploit to the limit the brutal preponderance of murderous steel. The imperialism of all countries knows no understanding. It knows only one right, capital's profits. It knows only one language, the sword. It knows only one method, violence. And if it is now talking in all countries, in yours as well as ours, about the League of Nations, disarmament, rights of small nations, self-determination of the peoples, it is merely using the customary lying phrases of the rulers for the purposes of lulling to sleep the watchfulness of the proletariat. Proletarians of all countries, this must be the last war. We owe that to the 12 million murdered victims. We owe that to our children. We owe that to humanity. Europe has been ruined by this damnable slaughter. 12 million bodies cover the gruesome scenes of this imperialistic crime. The flower of youth and the best manpower of the peoples have been mowed down. Uncounted productive forces have been annihilated. Humanity is almost ready to bleed to death from the unexampled bloodletting of history. Victors and vanquished stand at the edge of the abyss. Humanity is threatened with famine, a stoppage of the entire mechanism of production, plagues and degeneration. The great criminals of this fearful anarchy, of this unchained chaos, the ruling classes, are not able to control their own creation. The beast of capital that conjured up the hell of the world war is incapable of banishing it, of restoring real order, of ensuring bread and work, peace and civilization, justice and liberty to tortured humanity. What has been prepared by the ruling classes as peace and justice is only a new work of brutal force from which the hydra of oppression, hatred and fresh bloody wars raises its thousand heads. Socialism alone is in a position to complete the great work of permanent peace, to heal the thousand wounds from which humanity is bleeding, to transform the plains of Europe trampled down by the passage of the apocryphal horsemen of war into blossoming gardens, to conjure up ten productive forces for every one destroyed, to awaken all the physical and moral energies of humanity and to replace hatred and dissension with internal solidarity, harmony and respect for every human being. If representatives of the proletarians of all countries could but clasp hands under the banner of socialism for the purpose of making peace, then peace would be concluded in a few hours. Then there would be no disputed questions about the left bank of the Rhine, Mesopotamia, Egypt or colonies. Then there will be only one people, the toiling human beings of all races and tongues. Then there will be only one right, the equality of all humanity. Then there will be only one aim, prosperity and progress for everybody. Humanity 
is facing the alternative. Disillusion and downfall and capitalist anarchy or regeneration through the social revolution. The hour of fate has struck. If you believe in socialism, it is now time to show it by deeds. If you are socialists, now is the time to act. Proletarians of all countries, if we now summon you for a common struggle, it is not done for the sake of the German capitalists, who under the label of German nation are trying to escape the consequences of their own crimes. It has been done for your sake as well as for ours. Remember that your victorious capitalists stand ready to suppress in blood our revolution, which they fear as they do their own. You yourselves have not become any freer through the victory. You have only become still more enslaved. If your ruling classes succeed in throttling the proletarian revolution in Germany and in Russia, then they will turn against you with redoubled violence. Your capitalists hope that victory over us and over revolutionary Russia will give them the power to scourge you with a whip of scorpions. Therefore, the proletariat of Germany looks toward you in this hour. Germany is pregnant with the social revolution, but socialism can only be realised by the proletariat of the world. And therefore, we call to you, arise for the struggle, arise for action. The time for empty manifestos, platonic resolutions and high-standing words is gone. The hour of action has struck for the international. We ask you to elect workers and soldiers councils everywhere that will seize political power and together with us will restore peace. Not Lloyd George and Poincare, not Sonino, Wilson and Erzberger or Scheidemann must be allowed to make peace. Peace must be concluded under the waving banner of the Socialist World Revolution. Proletarians of all countries, we call upon you to complete the work of socialist liberation, to give a human aspect to the disfigured world and to make true those words with which we often greeted each other in the old days, in which we sang as we parted. And the internationale shall be the human race. Original. Antiproletaria Alalanda, Di Rosafana, number 10, 25th of November, 1918. Source. The Revolutionary Age, volume 1, number 29, 3rd of May, 1919. Marxist Internet Archive. Translation. A. Lehrer.